Herrn de Witte Allison. Oh, good morning again, everybody. It really is wonderful to be standing here and to be worshipping together with you this morning. And just to have the opportunity to look at God's word together. So before we do that anymore, shall we just pray? Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is a light unto our feet. Father, we pray that you would come and meet with us, come and speak with us through your word this morning. We pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. Okay, so when Tom gave me the title, Following Jesus, We Are Like Foreigners and Aliens, I did ponder it for a little while in my head. I must admit that it kind of um, didn't come easily to me. So mulling it over, I was kind of just asking God, what, what is in this passage for us today? And I wonder if I ask you to think uh, just quickly about following Jesus, we are like foreigners and aliens, what might come to your mind I'm going to be very brave and spill the contents of my thoughts. (laughs) And um, the first thing I must admit that came to mind was uh, uh, relating to the word aliens. And I really kind of had lots of little pictures of uh, of like Toy Story and little green aliens with their kind of um, uh, pointy uh, pointy little eyes on the top of their head. The kind that you see um, in a movie. I kind of imagined being the odd one out and, um, and maybe, I'm not sure if it's actually a thing, but maybe like a scene in, in a, in a programme, something like Friends, where there's a party and, uh, and somebody doesn't get the memo that it's not fancy dress. So, you know, everyone's there looking really cool, all kind of matching, feeling kind of confident and, and cool. And then somebody arrives in some kind of really outrageous kind of fancy dress. And just that feeling that you can kind of imagine for the person, that kind of awkwardness, the difference, the standing out, the embarrassment. I had a picture of kind of people in a foreign country and I could kind of imagine being on holiday and some people that were just kind of relaxed and maybe sitting outside a kind of street cafe, you know, kind of very different kind of culture perhaps to what we would see here. And then I also could see kind of foreigners in, uh, as in we might see them portrayed on like a charity or an aid poster. And to be honest, this week I also had a picture of kind of displaced people, of refugees, of asylum seekers. And that's been really captured well this week in the picture of that plane getting ready to depart for Rwanda. Kind of what a random selection of thoughts and images And I kind of started to just think about what they have in common. And I suggest that the kind of commonality in it all is the sense of being different, of kind of being uncomfortable, of not belonging, maybe going as far as as to feeling that you're outcast, that you're really outside of your comfort zone, that you have no sense of belonging. I had a look at the passages that we have read together this morning, And in the Hebrews passage, um, we read something of the story of Abraham. And the passage starts by saying, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive as inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. And this really started to kind of open up to me the idea of being an alien or being a foreigner in a place where you don't belong. 
So I went and read that story a bit more in the book of um, Genesis. And, you know, rather than kind of looking at Abraham, I was actually really struck by the experience of Sarah and her experience of being an alien and a foreigner. At the time of the events that are written about here with regard to Abraham and Sarah, they'd been living in Ur. And that was most likely a very settled place. There would have been houses of some kind and some sort of infrastructure. It tells us in Genesis that Abraham was 75 at the time that they set out on this journey. So this house, this this home that they would have had in Ur would have been their home for Abraham and for Sarah for a long time. She would have felt very settled there. Abraham was called into a new land and I was conscious that there was no reference to God speaking to Sarah. So she followed Abraham in obedience to her husband. The decision to leave her home is out of her control. And we read that they set off heading towards Canaan. Sarah has left the home of her ancestors, so a familiar um, place and a familiar way of life to follow her husband. She's really started what we would now describe as like a nomadic lifestyle. I thought she's left her home behind us. She's living in a tent. She's going off on this long journey. Probably every day or every couple of days, they would have been setting up, packing up, moving on. There would have been really no sense of belonging, certainly no sense of having a fixed abode, no home. You would always be the new person. You would always feel like you were the stranger or the foreigner or the alien, that you were always passing through, that you were the person who didn't belong, who wasn't established. Commentaries tell us that along the journey that Sarah and Abraham would have taken, they would have passed through lots of different areas, lots of different cultures, and probably that places where different gods would have been worshipped. So in regard to her religion, she also would have been an outsider, an alien, and a foreigner. Sarah was married to Abraham for many years, and she would have lived with the honour and the security of being his wife. But you know, twice on this journey... Abraham asks her to call, him, call herself his sister, not his wife. So as well as losing her home and the security that offered, she also lost the security of her marriage, of, of knowing Abraham as her husband. It doesn't particularly use the word, but I can just imagine that she would have had great shame brought upon her because of that. And as a consequence of this, in Egypt, Pharaoh puts her into his harem of women. In the, in the land of King Abimelech, the king makes her his wife. So Sarah, this long-married woman, is now treated basically as a prostitute. Sarah is childless, and she's now being treated and being surrounded by women, by families, probably by pregnant women. Again, she would have had that sense of feeling different, of feeling a foreigner, of feeling an alien. How awful to have been treated in this way. She's physically a foreigner. She's left her home and her um, area. She's living in different, um, different countries. Emotionally, spiritually and psychologically, she would have felt an alien, someone who didn't fit in, who didn't belong And, you know, at the end of Sarah's life, we hear that she died in a land um, that was not her own, that Abraham wasn't with her. 
So she died as a woman in a foreign land on her own. And we read that Abraham had to come and request land in which to bury her. So for all that time, she was an alien, a foreigner, somebody who didn't belong in those lands. So I hope looking at that experience of Sarah helps us to understand something of what it was for her to be a foreigner and an alien. But what does that mean for us, for our relationship with Jesus? What does it mean for us today to be a foreigner or an alien? Can I suggest the following? I think it means that as Christians, we are the people who have been called by God to perhaps leave the place that is familiar to us, to set out on a journey with Christ, to be the strangers in a strange land. We are effectively nomads on a journey passing through this place. We belong on this journey, so we're moving, we're traveling towards our home where we will enter into our inheritance as sons and daughters of God. Home for us, the place where we will be settled, will be eternal life with Christ. So we're not home yet. As a consequence of this, it should therefore feel that the world around us is quite different. We should feel unsettled. We shouldn't always feel comfortable. And it shouldn't feel familiar. It's to be expected that sometimes our attitude or our behaviour, our speech or our customs might rub up people the wrong way or clash with the prevailing view of society. We should stand out and look different as Christians. We should be identifiable as aliens. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and not earth. So what are some of the challenges to us? I had... um, a kind of sense of, you know, when you arrive on holiday and you're kind of conscious that things are done differently there, maybe when you get a new job and you go to somewhere and you're kind of out of your comfort zone, that things are done differently to perhaps what you've experienced before. And I think that's what we should expect as foreigners and aliens, that the ways and practices of the world are different to what we are comfortable with as Christians. Jesus calls us to live in a way that sets us apart from the majority of our community. He calls us to live in a way that's countercultural. And you know, that can be unsettling and frightening to go against the flow. But also exciting to live in a way that impacts and challenges the watching world. What might this mean in your life? I just shared with you some of our testimony. And you know, I, I felt a bit of an alien this last year leaving my comfort zone, kind of packing up my house effectively and setting out on a journey where I haven't always felt comfortable. I haven't felt secure or I always knew what the rules and expectations were. What does this mean for us in our jobs, in how we measure success, in our career progression, in our faith, in how we become more like Jesus? How for us is the culture different? Maybe all around us we see people worshipping different gods in the way that Abraham and Sarah would have done. Just thinking about the differences in our culture. And I go now up and down the Stratford Road quite a lot. (laughs) On one hand, I find that people can be quite pushy and quite aggressive, that if you kind of sit in in the traffic on Stratford Road, you kind of quickly pick up that sense. But on the other hand, I see people who are feeling quite anxious, 
quite unsettled and quite worried after the pandemic. How could we model a different culture? Maybe by showing courtesy, forgiveness, grace, compassion, patience. How can we live and show how we're living lives which are founded on and infused by the peace of God? Abraham and Sarah travelled through areas where people spoke languages that were different to their own. And I thought that's a real challenge for us as foreigners and aliens. Because Jesus speaks to us in a different language to the world around us. What is the text that we hear subconsciously running all the time in the background of our lives? Sometimes I get a message up on my computer that says there's a Java script running in the background. And sometimes I imagine that in my own life, that I can hear, you know, kind of the, the background message of the world. But how in contrast does God speak to us? I think we should celebrate sometimes sounding different to other people. When we speak, there should be a difference with regard to how we speak. I know that Philippa spoke last week here and she talked about the acronym of THINK, about making sure that our conversations are truthful, helpful, inspiring, necessary and kind. We can also think about how and what we talk about. We can talk about things that build each other up. What are you having doubts about, we could ask people. How are you coping with life at the moment? Can I pray for you? Things that are not very British that maybe would make us feel like we're behaving as a foreigner or an alien. I just want to make clear that kind of the fact that we're on a journey, that we're living kind of as nomads, is, is not an excuse to not be invested. It's really important that we don't waste the time and the journey that we're on, isn't it? So here on earth, we are aliens and foreigners. And that's okay. In actual fact, I really want to encourage you this morning that it's more than okay. It's what we should expect because actually we belong somewhere else. So if you sometimes, as a Christian, feel like a fish out of water at times, then that's, that's good. Well done. Maybe it's a good sign in helping us to see how we're living as aliens and foreigners. But you know, this isn't the end of the story. We are pilgrims, but that's not our destiny. That's not forever. We will come to the heavenly city. A bit further on in Hebrews, we read that we will come to the heavenly city, to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, where thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven, will come to God, the judge of all, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. That's where we're headed, and that's where we belong. We will arrive, and that we will know that finally and fully we have come home. So let's challenge each other this morning. How are we living as foreigners and aliens? Do we need to be brave and boldly ask God to maybe shake us up from somewhere that we feel very comfortable, that we feel very settled, that we belong, and head us out on a journey. 
And also let's rejoice that there is a place where we all will truly belong, a place where nobody will be an alien or a foreigner, and that's with Jesus, the place in him where everybody belongs. Amen.